Good morning, coaches. This is your wake-up call. I'm Sandy Boadonna. Today is Monday, October 21st. Oh, my goodness. You know that we have 71 days left in the decade. <laughs> so not only are we closing out 2019, but we're going into the roaring 20s. Ooh, lots of fun parties. That'll be on New Year's Eve. Anyway, I'm here today. We just came back from a leadership event in Arizona, which was really, really extraordinary. A big thing that I love about events is the, the live events is going. You know, you can, you can go to these events, you can go to all the schedule of scheduled things like the training and the workouts and all that, but it is the, the moments in between that make all the difference in a live event. You know, I do Zoom calls all the time. I'm sure you all do Zoom calls all the time. Nothing compares to a live event. You, you see people in their, in, you know, how tall they are, like, or how small they are. Like, you, you only see me from here to here, but you would never know that I am five feet tall, would you? Would you? No. Um, anyway, it was an incredible event. The speakers, keynote speakers, that's another thing. Keynote speakers were incredible. It is so important to go to live events, to refocus, to re-engage, to reconnect. Uh, sometimes we think that that time between summit and leadership is the, you know, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go. I'm, I, you know, I, I, I went to summit and I was all into it. And then everything kind of fizzled. You need these events. They are constant. And we used to call it the flywheel, which is that wheel that gets momentum every time it goes around. That is what live events do. I'm saying this because Super Weekend is coming up November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. If you are planning to go to a Super Weekend event, please, please, please do so. If you don't have an event in your area or you don't even know what one is, Go to the Coach Online office, check out where there are events in your area, and if there are no events in your area, think about hosting your own, but live events are, uh, are super, so, so please think about going to a live event. So that is it about the leadership um, uh, weekend. I do want to uh, bring in Kevin Shaw. We're going to talk about announcements this week, what's going on in the network. I'm going to talk about the sweatshirt that I'm wearing. Oh, look at you. You always have the best background. I mean, come on, how do you not, I am standing as tall as I can, and I am completely enveloped in balloons. And you are not five feet tall, right? I'm not feet tall. Are you six one? Six foot one, and it is above me standing here. Oh my here. gosh. Okay, and you're also wearing something from our new activewear essentials line. Okay. I have, so I'm, the table is right here. So I'm going to get up. Okay. Yeah, let me show you what I got here. So check this out. Oh, There's a cool. new line of product that launches today at 10 a.m. Pacific time. See what Sandy's got on? That's on sale. You see what I got on? This is on sale. This hoodie right here, check that. I mean, come on. This is on sale at 10 a.m. It is part of our new Eco Body Styles um, Essentials Collection that launches today. So many new styles that are comfortable, that fit well, that support guys. It is something that I, so this is a unisex and I am rocking a unisex right now. <laughs> I'm loving this. Sandy, okay. Well, you? Kevin, you know what mine is made of? What? Seven recycled plastic bottles. Okay. This is the Eco Body line. It launches today. I'm wearing the fashion, the fusion 
hoodie. It is sustainable, responsible clothing. And today the fall and winter line launches. So we're pretty excited. Even Darren Ashby got in on the fun. Let I us had see. to get in on it. And Let's I've got this hoodie fusion. on as well. And this thing is, I don't know how soft yours is, but this is ridiculous. Mine is super it. soft. Yeah. Love it. Loving, love it. loving this. Okay. So that is it for uh, my welcome. I'm going to throw it over to Kevin Shaw. He's got announcements. What's going on in the network, Kevin? Hey, well, besides me being completely comfortable today in this new line of product, um, guys, six weeks of the work is in full effect. I love, so if you are at leadership, Amwala was there and he did not hold back. And something that I've learned is people, there are a lot of coaches there who have yet to do six weeks of the work because they're still finishing MM100. They came in extremely nervous. It came in extremely, um, you know, just, just, I don't know what to expect. I don't know if I can do this, but they did it. And every single person said that they absolutely loved it. So if six weeks of the work scares you to death, perfect, do it because we do things like that. You can modify them. You can work up to it. Um, four weeks of the prep was also launched. That is going to be amazing that we're so excited about things that can get you ready for six weeks of the work. So you guys have a promo code that you can still use until the end of the month. $20 off a challenge pack, $10 off a completion pack to anybody of any of your customers that can come in, have them use this promo code, use the share cart, send them the promo code so that they can become in with that discounted price. Um, you can get them the, the volume and rewards for that. And guys, they can start their six weeks. Um, you have until the end of the month to do that, but the product and the toolkit are full, um, uh, the, the program is, 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 I think right now in week three, which is amazing, which we're almost halfway done. That's happening. Beat Your Best is also happening. Yes, I'm standing on the table right now because I would be drowned. Beat Your Best is still going on. So many coaches are stepping outside their comfort zone. So many coaches are reaching above their best. They are striving. They're helping people change lives. Remember, you can do this through Success Club, beating your Success Club 12-month best that we've emailed you, or your selling volume 12-month best that we have emailed you. If you have any questions, head over to FAQ 2775. We have, guys, this is not over by any means. You have until the end of the month to beat your best, earn yourself a medal, bronze, silver, or gold, all the details in that FAQ. As Sandy mentioned, we also have Super Weekend coming up. Super Weekend is probably one of the best things that we do because it allows you to network and to rub shoulders with people who are just like you in the same situation. Yeah, there's a movie, yeah, there's a video, there's announcements, but the best thing that comes from Super Weekend is your ability to connect with others and feel like you're part of a team. That ha So registration for um, Super Weekend, I'm talking to you, so is one week from today. The deadline is one week from today. You have exactly one week to figure out where you're gonna have this, have it at your house, that's easy enough. And then just head on over to the back office to the events page, Super Weekend, and you can log in and register to host an event you have until next Monday. And guys, I am so excited for what you've been able to accomplish, what you're able to accomplish from here on to the end of the year. There's only so many days left in the end of the year. And based off of leadership, I can tell you the leaders are ready to go. Sandy, that's the announcements that I have for today. I'm going to try to find my way out of these balloons now. Okay, a couple people are asking if you have a beard today. Oh, you know, when I go, when I travel, I don't ever bring a razor or a shaver. And so this is just the, and plus my wife thinks it's sexy. All right, there you have it, everybody. 
I hope that everybody made it home safely. There's been some weather issues in the country, so hopefully you're safe. Uh, if you are just joining the National Wake Up Call, today is exciting. Uh, we have a launch of another uh, fall, winter uh, apparel line, and uh, Kevin, Darren, and I are all wearing something from the uh, Eco Body line. This sweatshirt that I'm wearing, made from seven recycled bottles, and no, you cannot turn in your bottles and have them turned into a sweatshirt <laughs> that's done somewhere else. Uh, anyway, we have got a, uh, oh, we've got recognition to do. Oh my goodness, Darren, come on in. Mr. Fantastic, I was going to slip by that one. I thought you already went. <laughs> that would be uh, awesome. <laughs> Darren, really, yeah, Darren, <laughs> this thing is super comfortable. So soft, I'm loving it. I wore a different hoodie this morning because it was snowing when I pulled into Orem. Oh my um, Terrible coming back from leadership in that beautiful weather, the beautiful week that we had, and back to snow. But okay, you know, so okay. take take us on to recognition. Okay, let's get started, coaches. And I just wanted to mention this is Lagoon Heather, the color of this hoodie, and I'm loving it. Like it is so soft. Anyway, let's get to recognition because that is super important, super cool. So without any further ado, here we go. Starting with our newest diamond coaches for the week congratulations to sharon de bernardo in an additional cbc tracy fletis embergold from canada sophie hunter rasicott the next two in an additional cbc katie Cranick and carly linder madison loggins janelle mamana cody mcdonald carletti medina michaela newman bailey parker crystal parsons Yvette Lorena Vasquez-Diaz, in an additional CBC, Leanne Wenske, Tara Williamson, and in an additional CBC, Cindy Yost. Congratulations, guys. Those were our newest Diamond Coaches this week. Reach out to them and give them a congratulatory shout-out uh, if you can. That'd be great. Now, our newest Star Diamond Coaches, here they are. Congratulations, too. And she's, it, this is in an additional CBC, Rachel Baldridge from Canada. Emily Boutine, Carrie Briscoe, Darian Lively, Miranda Loveless, Cheryl H. Sellers, and Steph Snellbaker. Congratulations, guys. Now, our newest two-star diamond coaches, Ashley Banker from Canada, Amanda Branco, Brittany Corbett, Lori Hoy, and from Canada, Lucy Lager. All right. Now, jumping up to seven-star, congratulations to Megan Seals. And coaches, we also have a brand new eight-star diamond coach. That would be none other than Christine Carroll. Way to go, Christine. And congratulations to everyone this last week. Uh, you know what? I just want to say, make it a fantastic week, everybody, because you deserve it. And should be coming off a huge high from that amazing leadership event that we just pulled off. And I want to just a quick shout out from recognition to Kevin Shaw for an amazing uh, team building exercise. That was, that team building was awesome. I was over the maze. We had to run in and get things. And it was so much fun. It is go, fun. And you know what, the, it, it, again, it's going back to events. Those are the things that you cannot uh, emulate in a Zoom call. You know, sure. it's being together, it's laughing, it's cracking up, it's getting wet. It's, you know, trying to do all these things to, to, um, that camaraderie, that that friendship. One of my favorite events of the year. Yeah, the team building part. 
no, the, just leadership. Leadership yeah. is such a great event. <laughs> I know. And it's, it's, right. part of, it's part of personal development. Get to yeah. events, guys. Get to events. All right. Thank you so much, Darren. Congratulations to everybody. We have a coach speaker today that I'm really excited about because I just met her a few weeks ago. And already I feel like I know her. Uh, she has been coaching a little bit uh, around three years. Now, normally when we do a new coach story, it's somebody around a year into the business. But we brought her on board because she had a very interesting story in the way that she tackled uh, starting out as a coach. So I want you all to, uh, to hear her. So she's a five-star diamond coach. She's been in Success Club 42 months in a row. And she's from Harrington, Maine, all the way from Maine, Mariah Nichols. Hi, Mariah. Let's get your uh, mute. Let's get your mute. Hey. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How'd you like the leadership event? It was one of a kind. Like I was talking to somebody and they said, once you get to this event, you're never going to not be at this event because yeah. it was that good. Um, that was your so first much. time, right? Yeah. First yeah. time. So okay. many good nuggets and things that I can bring back to my team, which is amazing. And just so much fire, you know? Well, why don't uh, I step out of the way, let everybody know what brought you to Beachbody and how you got started. Yeah, sure. So uh, before I started Beachbody, I was working full time as a night shift nurse and working several overtime shifts a month. Um, I was a supervisor and the hospital is about 45 minutes from where we live. So a lot of commute time in there, uh, a lot of tired mornings driving home. I was missing um, several bedtimes a week with our two boys and every other weekend and every other holiday. Um, my husband owns his own construction business. And so he was gone a lot of times before the sun came up and worked a lot of late evenings and weekends. And so we were kind of ships passing in the night as well. Um, our boys were three and five ish when I started, um, doing beach body and my youngest, my three-year-old at the time has a medical condition. And so we were doing a lot of doctor's appointments, therapy appointments, um, a lot of stretching and different things at home um, that we were trying to keep up with. And I was just exhausted. I was taking two to three hour naps every afternoon. I felt like I was failing in every area as a wife, as a mom. I wasn't giving everything that I could. Um, yelling at the kids for little things that didn't matter. And I was in a really negative headspace about work too. Like I love, love, love taking care of my patients. But the morale at the hospital wasn't good. Um, just anybody that's a nurse knows, and especially if you're a night shift nurse, um, you know that you lose like three to five days a week just trying to catch up on rest and stuff. And so I was just, I was looking for something else, um, swallowed up by this depression, this feeling of failure, and kind of just paralyzed in a hamster wheel and going through the motions. Fitness-wise, I was... Um, doing some group classes here and there, but they were usually bedtime, supper time. And so that was another night that I was gone from the house. Um, and the nearest gym to us, we're in very rural Maine, um, is about 30 minutes away. So sometimes I would go, I would drive that distance to run on the treadmill and do a few crunches, but I wasn't seeing the results I wanted there either. I was um, eating protein bars packed with sugar. And I had been in this long, like years and years cycle of restricting my calories and then binging when I couldn't keep up with that lifestyle. And so just 
in every area of my life, I was feeling really, really depleted. Like I was just a shell of a person. And so a friend actually from work asked me to do a at-home fitness program with her to hold her accountable to losing some weight. And um, so I said, yes, it was a little program called 21 Day Fix. And uh, I feel like a lot of us have gotten started with that one. I had never heard of it, but um, we checked in with each other every single day. We were sending each other these pictures of us choking down our shakes because I was a novice and uh, I was just like shaking it up with tap water. <laughs> so, uh, but I noticed that I was starting to feel different. I had a little bit of energy. I wasn't taking those two to three hour naps anymore, which was like a huge revelation for me. I was like, what, what happened? What's, what's changing? So I started posting a little bit on Facebook and um, just holding myself accountable in any way that I could and seeing, noticing other people that were on their fitness journeys. And um, that's how my coach, Katie, um, noticed me. She saw me posting and she was brave enough to reach out to me. I had no clue what a coach was, what one did. And I had zero belief in myself as a leader, as an entrepreneur, but my belief bucket was overflowing for these programs and for the, the Shakeology, for the products and just the way I was feeling. Um, and the mental shifts that I had seen just in the first three weeks that I started were huge. And I was like starting to love myself again, um, and feel like a human again. And, um, so again, my work situation, I wasn't, wasn't, uh, feeling good about that. And I would find myself looking online sometimes when I'd have down downtime in my shifts for at home nursing jobs, but that was not lighting a fire in me at all. So, um, when my coach asked me, you know, if I wanted to try this opportunity to see, you know, post more about what I was doing and share and invite. And, um, I said yes for the second time. So that was kind of how I got started there. You know, I get a lot of nurses on the call and I get a lot of um, teachers on the call and, and these, this type of profession where you're always helping others, you lose yourself in the process. And I think it is so common where people just go, wait a minute, I got into this to help others, which makes me feel good, but I've lost myself, my health, my nutrition, my fitness, especially with nurses who, who um, work the night shift, they don't get a chance to eat healthy or to exercise and uh, just grab convenience food. So I, I, I just think that that is uh, such a common uh, thing that happens. I'm, I'm seeing it on Facebook. It's blowing up with nurses and ER, <laughs> ER shifts. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of stories about the night shift. Okay, so I wanna get into this part because so many people sign up and they may not have a supportive spouse, someone who is a little bit reluctant about you diving into uh, coaching. So why don't you tell us what happened after you signed up? Was your husband on board? Um, no. <laughs> Short answer is no. Long answer is I was exhausted, as I just said, burnt out from continuing to work full-time night shifts, picking up the extra shifts. We were living above our means and we had to support that somehow. So carting one little boy to and from nursery school, carting the other little boy to and from doctor's appointments and therapies and trying to keep up with everything at home, keep the house clean, keep the dishes done, which I was failing miserably at all the things. And then I add something else to my plate. So he wasn't excited about it. He 
my husband, Matt was, but he's very supportive. So he just, you know, kind of kept quiet. He liked that I was happy and that I was changing some things. And, um, but then I started kind of working the business more and, um, I didn't do a great job of separating family time and business time. And so I got a lot of comments about me being on my phone, um, all the time and not being present with my family. And then, um, I qualified for, I went diamond pretty quickly and I qualified for a diamond retreat. We went to Destin, Florida. And I remember floating on a swan floaty in the pool down there. And I was just, I was talking to Matt on the phone, just crying, um, because we were fighting about coaching again and I had gone away. It was actually, I didn't, I wasn't going to mention this, but it was his birthday weekend. I had taken off. He had the kids and I was down floating on a swan floaty. Um, and he gave me an ultimatum. It was him or coaching. And my family is everything to me. And my husband is incredible and I love him so much. And so that was like a huge wake up call for me. Not a like, okay, I can't do this. It was like, I never came into this with an all try attitude. So it was always like, how are we going to figure this out? So we had many, many tense discussions. Um, a lot of fights, <laughs> but what it all boiled down to was poor communication. Um, I wasn't telling him why I wanted to coach and what our vision was for our family. Um, and then he was finally able to get out that he had taken a backseat to the kids and to work and all this stuff. And now he had even less of me. So I just remember one of our fights telling him, well, like, I love this. This fills my cup. This fills a piece of me that, you know, I haven't felt in such a long time. I feel alive. So we're just going to have to figure this out. So, um, we, we have, it hasn't been a linear progress in it by any means. Um, but our communication is better than it ever has been. And we just try to try to keep up with that, but he's like done a complete 180 and is totally on board and posting and inviting and doing all the things himself. So. All right. Well, you, you're giving us the, the close here. So, so before I move on to the next question, you said that it was because you had not shared with him the why you wanted to coach. He was giving you an ultimatum because you were spending so much time on the phone or on Facebook. He wasn't understanding why it was important. Will you share what you finally said to him that, that got him on board? Yeah, I just, I've always wanted to be home with, with our boys. And so I think it's the time. And that's what I shared with him. Like, I want to be able to drop our kids off and pick our kids up. I want us to have these weekends together. I want us to be able to go on vacations together. And this is the vehicle that's going to take us there. And he didn't, you know, just like I did when I didn't, when I first started, I didn't have any idea what was possible with this business. So just getting him involved in like team activities, we went to a brunch, he met some of the other husbands, taking him to events, he came to the first summit with me. And, um, it just, you know, flipped a switch for him and he was able to see those things too. And the, the less exhausted wife that he was going to have and, and the better life that we're all going to have together. I think it's really helpful that you share that, you know, because people feel as though, oh, the husband is always on board and it's not, or even the family members, but sharing your why and how passionate you are. And when they see you starting to make a real commitment to the work they start to get on board. Um, let me, um, why don't you go into what did your business look like when you first started coaching? What were you told to do? What did your upline coach, uh, you know, what direction did um, they point you to? Yeah. Um, so when I first started, I was told, <clears throat> my coach told me if I showed up consistently and did the things, 
um, that we all know the vital behaviors and was still here a year from now that I was going to see, I, I could see so much growth in my team and the incredible potential that this opportunity holds. And we hear a lot of people say, you know, just show up, but what does that really mean? And it was definitely the simple to do things that would have been really easy to say, like, I don't have time for, I'm too tired. I need to spend time with my kids instead. And on go the noble excuses. Um, so I messaged my coach a lot in those first few months and she gave me a great balance of help and do it yourself, figure it out. Um, if I'm, if I'm anything, I'm coachable. So the first thing that my coach told me to do was to put up a post, letting people know what I was doing. It was awful. <laughs> it was very awkward. Um, I told people exactly what I was doing. Didn't leave any room for questions. Um, I'm going to try to share my screen because I think it's helpful to see um, for the newer coaches, like that we all start at day one or day zero. And uh, so okay, hopefully you can see my screen. Yeah, tell us, tell us what we're looking at, Mariah. Yeah, I'm just going to scroll through just really quickly. You can see me with the Shakeology bag. Like, please don't do that. <laughs> me with a thumbs up, sweaty, horrible angle. But this was my first um, coaching post. And I literally was like, so awkward and said, I'm excited to be a beach body coach. Finally, here's some embarrassing pictures of me. Like, would love to help you with yours. So about as awkward as you can get. And I did made all the mistakes, but it was, I'm going to sh stop sharing there. You had um, 147 likes. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing, you know, times change and you're constantly tweaking. And that's like what my whole thing is today is how I've, you know, constantly like shifted and just forward momentum. So that, that's the point of that is that it was a step in the right direction. It was a step forward. Um, and I continued to post daily on social. I was always trying to, um, my coach told me to either entertain, educate, or empower with my posts. And um, so I reached out to everybody that liked that first post and then every other post that I put up after that. And um, I was finding new friends on social media through mutual friends and I was um, joining groups and really starting to form relationships with people in there. Um, things that I could relate to, like my son who has um, club feet and some other issues. So I would join groups and get acquainted with the moms and get to know them. Some people responded right away to my invites and then others watched me for a year or more before they decided to join me. But I found that my posts were evolving as I refined my vision, got clear about who I was speaking to. Um, and when my posts were more salesy, came across as telling people what they should be doing, crickets. I would, less likes, nobody was interacting with me. But when I shared pieces of my story openly and like got really vulnerable and what people could relate to, like my depression and being an exhausted, burnt out mom and working night shift and trying to find time for myself in that. Um, I was getting so much more engagement from people. I was asking questions and, um, asking them to respond with an action like DM me or drop a comment below or, or polls and stories and stuff. And that's how my new connections were made. And I just slowly started to grow my circle. Um, so it's definitely been an adjustment, little tweaks, just like our keynote speaker at leadership this weekend. Um, he was up on a podium balancing in a, in a handstand and he had to constantly, be shifting and adjusting his body to stay up like that. Otherwise he was going to fall on his face. So I feel like that was a great parallel for, for our coaching journeys, especially when they are first getting started. So my posting shifted. Um, and along with that, how I was proof of the product shifted. So I had done 21 day fix, but then you 
go through these periods where you're hopping from program to program and just doing a different workout every day, or maybe you're following a program, but you're not doing the meal plan with it. You know, it's very loosey goosey. And I was definitely there. Um, but I found that when I started doing a program to a T, I literally made it like a coach test group of my own. I invited like that. I posted like that. This is going to be a test group. We are following this to a T. The accountability is going to be 10 X. And then I stuck to that myself and I was my best challenger. Um, my results were insane. My, I was sharing weekly progress with everybody. I was sharing my grocery hauls with people. Um, they, they got to walk through that journey with me step by step. They saw the highs and the lows. Um, and they saw this evolution in me. Um, and it, they saw how good I was feeling and they wanted to feel that good too. So I shared, I did call to actions at least a couple times a week. Um, I was inviting at least three to five people. And I say that just to let you know that it wasn't like massive numbers, but it was every single day to my challenge groups. And that when I first started out, that was what I felt like I could do was the, the bare minimum. Um, and that's evolved as well. But Treating a program like a test group is something that I encourage my new coaches to do, um, make it a non-negotiable for themselves because that's what's going to move them towards their best self and because it organically attracts people um, to re that resonate with their story as they share their journey. Um, so part of my own accountability was having running these challenge groups. Um, at the time when I first started, my coach didn't have one going and she suggested that I start my own. And that was really fun and exciting for me. Like challenge groups are my jam. I love getting creative with them. Um, and I find I start a new one every month and I find that I need that reset after like 30 days, things are kind of getting a little stale or whatever. We need to mix it up a little bit. Um, so I, we did like a diet bet one where people put pitched money into a pot and then the winners split the pot. Um, we've done lots of fun themes. We do a lot of prizes, shout outs, recognition and stuff like that. Um, but when I first started, I think it might've been Melanie Mitro at the um, first summit that I went to, was just kind of talking about her marketing calendar. And um, I know a lot of coaches do this too, especially when you're new and you're trying to fill the top of your funnel. Um, I would run a free five day group. Um, my favorite one was a mom bod one that we did. We focused on self-love and affirmations and recipes to nourish our bodies and some free workouts with the bod trial and ways to involve our families and our babies and our health journey. Um, and so I would transition people from that free five day group into like a paid challenge group and then try and get some of my rockstar challengers, um, to coach with me after that. So um, that's kind of what I did in terms of challenge groups. And then as far as inviting and the other vitals, like it was kind of all over the place. So if you're feeling like a hot mess right now, just know that you're not alone. I was definitely there. Um, I had a list on my computer of prospects. I had loose scraps of pieces of paper, like all over the house. Um, but that evolved as well. So I started printing off power hour trackers and now it's the, uh, the BIT, the success club system tracker. Um, and putting them in a binder. And I've, I've also used Teamsy. If you have a system that you love, then stick with it. Um, it was really important to me to reach out to even a few people every day and be really consistent with that. So I had to find something that worked for me. Um, if I didn't do those behaviors every single day, then I found that I got really paralyzed with that inaction. And on my work stretches, when I was working 12 to 14 hour shifts, I had to find something that worked to help me fit it in even on those days. So I would play games with myself, like 
I'd have worked 14 hours, driven almost an hour home, and I would not let myself go to sleep until I sent out five invites, which actually worked out kind of well because my filter was gone and I wasn't nervous or anything. I just shot those babies out so I could go to sleep. Um, or I'd take a list of, of people to invite to work and then bathroom breaks, lunch breaks, I would be in, inviting those people and make sure that I had it done by the end of my shift. Um, so that built confidence in me as, as a leader, as um, just being consistent and showing up for people. Um, I was also learning through find, share, and invite groups. My, my upline was running those. I was in every group that I could be. I was in a diamond push group. We did Zoom power hours together, um, which made connection, connecting with people and inviting way less intimidating and helped me feel connected to our team. Hey, Mariah. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, before you get into your next thing, I wanted to ask you when you were sending out the invites, okay, so like just before you go to bed, you're going to send out invites. Were these just people that you already knew, people that you were following up with from your posts? And what was happening? Like, I feel like people send out an invite and then they go to bed. Like, what happened when you woke up? What did you get? Yeah. Um, it varied. If I had to put up a call to action post, then the invites were people that had liked or commented on that. Um, but a lot of times that was around the time when we were doing um, the donuts and Carl brought up that, that concept. And so I would literally just go to my friends list and pick a letter of the alphabet. And the first five people that I came to, they got invites. And then I could kind of like shut my phone and go to sleep and like forget that it happened. And so then I would wake up to um, a lot of times I'd wake up to people being interested and in, and it was kind of like a, an exciting thing for me to to open up those messages again and um yeah and to get to connect with those people after I had gone to sleep so um so that's the invite piece um keep, keep going you're doing great yeah yeah so confession confession time because we're talking about the vitals um and I think that a lot of people can relate to this is that I didn't read or listen to any PD for my first probably three months as a coach. Um, I didn't think I needed it. And I finally got to a point where like, you know, the first few months felt fun and they felt kind of easy and it was exciting. And then I got to a challenging month and I, I reached out to my coach. Thankfully I decided, you know, rather than take a step back, I was going to lean in and I was procrastinating. I was being less consistent. And she asked me what I was reading for PD and I was really embarrassed to tell her nothing. Um, so she suggested a book for me that was going to kind of get me over that fear of inviting and help me to take action. And um, it was Go For No. If you haven't read it yet, do. It's a really quick, easy read. Um, but I just felt a mindset shift from that, from getting started with the PD journey. Um, so then I started listening to PD on my commute to and from work and sharing um, with my challengers, my team, and anybody that would listen. Basically, it was helping me. I figured it could help everybody else. So so I was doing all the things and um, tweaking and adjusting as I went and gaining a lot of challenges and having fun, but I wasn't seeing my team grow and I wasn't having people to run with and seeing that income that I wanted and needed to help my family get to where we wanted to be as far as being able to spend more time together and have that freedom. Um, so those things that I just mentioned built the foundation. They helped me get to Diamond, but I stayed stagnant there for over a year. And I think a lot of people can relate to that as well. We're just kind of like teeter in and out of that um, heart attack diamond, if you will. Um, I was getting really discouraged because I couldn't find builders or I'd have somebody start to build and then they'd stall out or they'd quit. And then I would doubt my leadership abilities and doubt if I would ever have that life that I wanted. And I was watching other coaches have and 
when I was just in, just inviting and finding challengers wasn't helping me build that team. So the shifting continued again. Um, and what changed the game for me and what I've heard so many people say since I've started attending events and listening to other leaders, that their defining moment was just a decision. And I was just so done and so exhausted with dragging people and spending all this time and energy working with people that weren't working and that didn't want to put in the work for the life that they said that they wanted. So for me, quitting and going back to where I was was not an option and I needed to find other people like that. So I 10X all my posts about coaching, what it had done for myself and my family, um, for other coaches on my team. I was posting about their successes, reached out to my challengers who were killing it and built belief into them, um, offered mentorships and to be running buddies with them. And instead of being frustrated, like if my upline wasn't running a sneak peek at the moment and I felt like I needed it, I decided I was just going to do it myself. Um, and I think that was a big thing for me. I, it built confidence. That first one I ran, I'm sure my voice was shaking the entire time. I did a live video. Um, I was super, super nervous that I just wouldn't say the right things. Um, but I started telling myself that I was, a, I was a five-star coach and that I needed to show up like five-star Mariah would show up. Um, and she would make things happen herself. So a decision is super important, but it's not going to just send flocks and flocks of coaches, building coaches into your system. Um, so my first diamond was my husband who I told you had like done a complete 180 and that was really exciting. And we were working the business together and, um, but I didn't find another building coach until almost two years into the business, mostly because I wasn't posting about it and I wasn't asking people about it. And for some reason, wasn't sharing that opportunity with people, but helping her go diamond lit that fire inside me. It was exciting. We were building a team. We were making connections and like running together and it built my confidence as a leader. So I helped three other coaches in the next few months get within four coaches of being diamond. Um, and then within a month of each other, all three of those coaches took a step back or just up and quit. So again, I'm just wanting to share like the cycle of, you know, the ebbs and flows of coaching. And, um, it made me fearful of inviting and posting to coaching again. And so I kind of had to make that decision again. So the decision again, last year in November, um, which was a super inconvenient time to make that decision. My youngest was relapsing. His feet were relapsing. We found a doctor in South Carolina, which if you don't know, United States geography, it's quite a ways away from us. Um, we did weekly plane trips down for casting and surgery and follow-ups. And I was traveling more than I was home. Um, but I continued to work out on the road, share my journey, invite, recognize my challengers and my team. And during that time, like the most stressful time of our lives, um, our team qualifies, got into qualification and, and achieved five star. Um, so all this to show you that there's your timelines, nobody else's, and that a lot of us have to rebuild many times and um, that that line in the sand doesn't get just get drawn once the water might come up and wash it away and then you have to draw it again, so. I am so glad, Five Star Mariah, that you talked about the ebbs and flows. I've mentioned it before on this call that I was in a retail um, profession for a long time and you're constantly looking for good people and they constantly quit and move on and do other things. It's really hard to get people to stick around. So there are peaks and valleys, but that is entrepreneurship. I mean, that, that is what it is. And you got to be thick skinned and you just get better and better and better. 
at finding people who want to run with you. So mm -hmm. I really appreciate that you talked about the quitters and you know the, the people who would not run with you. Um, I'm going to finish up the call with the last question about the personal fulfillment. In the last three years that you've been coaching, what have you been able to do or see or what, what has contributed to, to a, a fulfilling career for you so far? Yeah, so um, I could tell a lot of stories about my own transformation. I've shared a little bit about that. Um, just how I went from a shell, a shell of a person and not really being a participant in my own life to how I feel now, um, which is completely different. I've watched my challengers take charge of their lives. I've forged these incredible friendships with people. Um, this introverted person that didn't, never had close friendships with people. Um, but almost exactly two years ago now was when I was able to get done my full-time job. Um, thanks to coaching and the opportunities that it provided. And I was terrified. Um, I was leaving a secure position. My grandparents would always brag that their daughter was a full-time nursing supervisor at this hospital. And um, it was a guaranteed paycheck. It was health insurance for my family. And so many things could have paralyzed me from taking that step forward. But I felt like God was telling me at that time that I need to get my priorities straight and that he was going to provide the rest. So, um, I can't even count how many weekends my boys and my husband have commented now how much they've loved having me with them when we're making these memories and how many nights my boys asked me, especially at the beginning, like, you don't have to go to, why aren't you going to work? Like you're actually going to be here in the morning and how excited they were about that. And then, um, Christmas Eve help being able to help my husband set up the tree and like wrap presents with him and watch my kids faces as they come down over the stairs. Um, but in particular, within a year of me getting done my full-time job, um, that was when we started the traveling down to South Carolina for my son's doctor's appointments. Um, and on one of those visits, I was sitting snuggled up on the couch of the Ronald McDonald house down there, um, snuggling with him and watching a movie as he rested from treatments that most five-year-olds don't have to go through. Um, I was sending out invites and checking out with my challengers at the same time, providing my, for my family and filling my cup at the same time and being able to be there when he needed me the most. I was just overcome with like this sense of peace and the sense of gratitude that this is exactly where I needed to be. That coaching didn't come into my life by accident. And that tug that I felt to leave the security of, of my full-time job, it wasn't, it wasn't impulsive and it wasn't irresponsible. It was for like this moment, that moment when we were snuggled up on the couch. I didn't have to ask a boss for time off. I didn't have to leave coworkers to cover my shift or leave our family in a huge financial bind because I wasn't working. I it was a no brainer decision. It gave, this opportunity gave me choices and the freedom to choose what was most important to me. And so that, that's everything. That's it. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> you know that it's it's the little things that are that are so much bigger than you know the the accolades or the 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 awards and and it's just so nice to hear people talk about the the moment that they recognize that it was the freedom they wanted or the community they wanted or a chance to look out at a sunset or. Um, there's, it's just those little moments. So I, I, I love listening to people's stories because they're all different. And when you were in that moment with your son, that was it. That was your why. Yeah. 
Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure working with you and meeting you. And um, I will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Well, coaches, you know, we started this out talking about getting to events. And I want to stress again that Super Weekend is coming up. And it is on your vital behavior sheet as a personal development, attending a wake-up call, attending a summit, attending leadership, attending a super weekend. That counts as personal development. Why? Because you are growing uh, yourself. You're, 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 you're getting that personal fulfillment by learning from others. So think about it, commit, and this is the one that I have today. I can and I will because Mariah did that. She was, you know, doing whatever she could and she said i'm gonna do this and so it's (laughs) it's what we need to do today just get to it thanks everybody we'll see you here next week bye-bye